What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Caleb Yano. Welcome to the Honest to God podcast, episode... What number are we on? 31. 31. 31. Episode 31. Hey. hey. Mark, I got one for you, Mark. Uh, I, I was going to say I had one, too, if Mark didn't have one already. But who you got? Let's hear it. Who's number 31? It's, it ain't no, it ain't no the Lakers. Dennis episode, it is a bro. Laker, bro. The it's Dennis? the Dennis episode, because I'm 31 oh, over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the old head of the group. <laughs> Uncle Dennis. Dennis. It's Uncle the Uncle Dennis, Dennis episode. Though. I was going to say Reggie Miller. We go. We go. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That Reggie got to go Reggie, though. I was going to say Chris Mim. Chris Mim? <laughs> Y'all remember Chris Mim? He played for like four they years. They said it at the, the Lakers, same bro. time, yo. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chris <laughs> Mim. I remember Chris Mim, yeah. I do, bro. the Cavs at a point or not? Nah? Yeah, I think towards the end of his career or something. Chris Mim played for a lot of people, bro. He did. He did. He, right, he one of them guys that got <laughs> traded everywhere. Priest Holmes was like 26, though. Oh, no, Priest Holmes was 31. I think he was 31. Ooh, that's a good one. So yeah, I'm thinking Holmes. Clinton Porter's. I'm thinking Clinton Porter's, yeah. Priest Holmes in his prime was crazy. Reggie, Reggie or Priest, we got a big one. I, I think I gotta go. Let's Reggie, go, Reggie. Reggie. We gotta go to Reggie, bro. We gotta respect the legend. Right, right. right. one of the yeah, greatest. Gotta of go all to Reggie. Got you, got you. Let's go, Reggie Miller, man. Episode thirty-one. It's the Reggie Miller episode. Y'all know what it is. Hey, man. The quarantine chronicles continue, y'all. <laughs> man, they quarantine got my chronicles dog, continue, bro. man. I was out here, man. I've been talking mad stuff about COVID all year long, all last all year. year. <laughs> Mug finally caught up to me, man. But I'm good, gotcha. though. Your boy's good. <laughs> hey, bro, I don't want to sound crazy, bro, but it's crazy that it just hit you, though. I know, right? Just now, bro. Like, but remember last week, I was like, saying, like, if I don't get it this week, I'm good. Like, I'm either going to get it this <laughs> yeah. week because my whole family got it, or, or I'm, just, it. I'm just not ever going to get it. And I got it, bro. It was just delayed. Yeah. <laughs> it hit me quick though, bro. I was like, "This yeah. how I know I had it, bro." Because I, I be telling y'all how hot my my in laws keep this house. Like they legit keep this mug on like eighty degrees, and that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> like that's the that's the thermostat temperature. And I knew I, 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 I knew <laughs> I, right, bro. Right. Eighty in Atlanta. Bro, 80. That's crazy. So I knew something was wrong when I got up to go to the bathroom at like four a.m., bro, and I'm shivering like. Mm. Teeth chattering, I'm shivering. I'm like, yo, it's colder yeah. than a mug. Right. Then I look at the thermostat, like, yeah. oh no, it's 80 degrees in this mug. So I'm like, ask my wife to throw me a blanket. She's like, oh nah, you need to get checked in the morning. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm COVID done caught up with me, man. I think I think Carlin the only one out out of our uh, our crew that ain't get hit yet. <laughs> He's the last man standing. Yeah, he does. Yeah. picking us off one by one. One by one, though. That's crazy to me. I swear I had it, bro. You probably did. You probably that's what did. I don't know. That's what I thought too. Bro, I thought I had it till I got it, and I'm like, no, I ain't right. have it. Right. I ain't have it, bro. <laughs> I've been saying the same thing. Like I had it, and then I got it for real. I'm like, oh no, this is a different feeling. Like I don't even know how to explain. It. I just feel, I just feel weird. Like I'm okay. I don't feel that bad, but I just feel weird. Like <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's how but it was, nah, man. Yeah. I'm good though, man. I'm hoping I I'm able to just have a mild case of it. But your boy, locked up. But anyways, man, coming at y'all from Atlanta, Georgia. It's your boy. It's the boy, the young Yano, aka Italiano, aka <laughs> Caleb. It's like now. <laughs> Got the homies in the building as usual. 
Let's start with Malk, man. How you feeling, Malk? You good? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Um, another good week, man. I'm just stringing these mugs together. Like, My just God. enjoying life, man. My God, man. Glad to hear that, bro. How's the fan? Everybody good. Uh, Y'all know Lil Malk started his practice. So... It was yeah, they're ready to take ankles. Right, thinking he, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I got that mama mentality, boy. Right, I'm like, yo, it's your first practice. You don't got to go so hard, but he was out there. Oh, that was just practice? That was just yeah, practice today? Yeah, it's first oh, practice. Oh, I thought bro. it was all day. I thought he had the game. Okay. No, nah, that's just how he is. He just, like, he's just, he's just competitive. Mm -hmm. Yo, so. practice getting, getting... Getting upset. Right. Like, you ain't gotta be mad, bro. Shake. You only eight. Relax, man. You don't gotta be so mad. <laughs> Hard on shaking after the three ball on cats at practice. <laughs> practice. But yeah, we good, talking about bro. practice. That's good, man. Um, we got the boy Dennis in here with the Dewey on. Denny the butcher. You know, man. Still, you know, still got my COVID. Stuck on my COVID fro, so we're gonna get right <laughs> next week, though. <laughs> that was that was the worst part, bro. I was supposed to get my hair cut Monday. I'm already going on three weeks. I'm like, bro, I'm about to, bro, have to, I was supposed to get two. my hair cut. <clears throat> bro, I was supposed to get my hair cut the week I caught COVID, and I was already two weeks out. So this yes, is about bro. to be a month, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> this is about to be a month. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this is probably the longest Dennis' hair been. <laughs> right. Since yeah, we started, bro. Probably since we started. But everything good, man. We we here, baby. That's good, bro. Good to hear. We got the homie Carlin in the building. Beto. Hey. Beto. You good, man? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Me and my wife been on this workout program for three weeks strong. Hey, hey what y'all doing? Ooh. What program y'all doing? It's a Beachbody nine-week control freak. So yeah. we on phase two now. It's, it's, it's tough, bro. I was about to say that sound kind of that sound kind of crazy, bro. Then Beachbody workouts ain't no joke, bro. That's that's the same group as like Insanity and all oh. that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Insanity, I've been doing the. Uh, I've been doing the Body Beast one. That joint is. I did it before with Dennis. Me and Dennis did it, but I forgot how hard that mug was, bro. And we used to skip leg yeah. day. Leg day is the hardest one. <laughs> that's the hardest. Leg day was my favorite one when I was doing it. <clears throat> We used to skip. We never did legs. I don't know why, but yeah. everything except legs, bro. Everything right, except right. upper body swollen as heck. You got chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though, man. We good, man. We trying to stay away from the vid. Yeah. yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Stay strong. You're doing you know a great I mean? job, bro. You're doing right. a great <laughs> job. Bro. It's crazy because I'm around kids all day, every day. Yeah, it's, bro. It's yeah. wild. You might have just built yeah. up an immunity, man, but I don't know. That's what I thought too. So I, so. I don't want to speak too soon. But it's the dreads, bro. It's the dreads, bro. <laughs> the dreads the is protection is crazy, bro. The protection is crazy. <laughs> he got a line of defense. Dennis is dumb. Nah, nah. <laughs> COVID blockers. <laughs> right. COVID blockers. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy, bro. Yeah, we good though. Yeah, man. Before we introduce our special guest, let me give these libs out this week, man. I gotta give the libs to. I gotta give them to Carlin, bro. I got to, man. How are you? How are you? How are you? This cat Carlin knew more about my grandma's tattoo than I did. 
<laughs> I still I still don't know how to feel about it, man. I'm like, wait, hold up. How do you know all this? Kept describing the whole tattoo, and I'm like, yeah. It's a butterfly. In detail, though. It's a blue. It's, it's a butterfly. It's blue. Right. It's about, about this big. It's about two inches. It's like right here. Oh, uh, man, bro. Bro, that was one of the funniest <laughs> That's the craziest start to a podcast ever, bro. I listened back to he it. Don't now. Accept that award, though. Right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say? Just the whole, the whole sequence of that conversation, like from that, it and is. then I was like, "That's like me knowing about your mom's feet." And I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we had a middle school lunch table at that point. Bro. Right, right. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Yeah, man. I could have crazy. Sweet. I don't know how to. I don't know how to accept that, bro. Thank, thank you. Just honor, thanks, bro. I mean, yeah. no. <laughs> lives. Moving on, yo. Just <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. You're welcome, bro. Hey, you're to give out next week. But yeah, man. Let's get to our special guest today. Friend of the show, yes, man. This is our boy from from way back, man. Way way back. This dude. Mm-hmm. Grew up with a lot of us in the yo, knew him a lot of our lives. He was a part of the original Scars Click. Scars. For those of y'all who know about it, if you know, you know. You feel me? <laughs> right. Scars. Scars. Family, boy. Yeah. Family, man. So we want to welcome to the show our friend and the homie, Alan Arizeri Graves. Man, give it up for my boy. Hey. It's good. I appreciate y'all, man, having me on. Just thank you for this opportunity. Yes, sir. Let me give you some good shots. You know what I mean? For the young Come ones. Come on, man. <laughs> for the young ones. Man. I know you were pastor now, but you still get the gunshots, bro. Hey, I, I'll take them. You still from the hood, so we got to go. That ain't changed. Well, man, welcome on, bro. Welcome on. So, um, for those of y'all who don't know, um, our boy Alan, man, recently wrote a book just sharing his life story. The title of the, of the book is A Quest for Be- Belonging, right? Yep. Quest for Belonging, Quest Overcoming for belonging. Abuse, Abandonment, and Identity Crisis. Yeah. And it just uh, kind of shares a story about growing up mm-hmm. in the system and foster care. And uh, we just wanted to get him on here to, to share about his book a little bit and to kind of ask questions and give him a chance to kind of share it with the world. I know most of us got a chance to read it. and. Man, I I put that mug up and couldn't put it down, bro. Like I think I read the whole thing in one in one night. Me too, like, bro. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this Me is too. yeah. So I'll kick it off, man. Um, so I don't want to share too many details because I know people are gonna want to read it for themselves. So I don't want to give it away. But um, you talk about your your experience growing up in the foster care system and being adopted and. I guess for me, like I'm somebody who's kind of studied that that uh, that demographic in school and just being in ministry and stuff. And I know the statistics of of kids that grow up in the system, man, and it's it's overwhelmingly negative. You know what I mean? Like the vast majority don't make it to live successful lives. You know, a lot of them end up either in- institutionalized or um, homeless. You know. So I guess my question for you is like, for one with your experiences like can you see how how those outcomes are so common and then like how did you overcome that like what's some what's some ways that you were able to overcome that and just 
I guess just rise above those stereotypes. Yeah, bro. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, in thinking about those stereotypes, I think that's just what they are, stereotypes. I mean, I think we, we pride ourselves on sharing negativity, right? You hear about all the negativity, but we often don't hear about the, mud, the, the good that happens. Those who make it out, quote unquote, those who uh, don't let what they've gone through to stop them from getting somewhere. And so, but I also recognize that is real. Like stereotypes are, are, are real, they're unfortunate, but they have a level of truth to them. And so I think it's, uh, I think it's a variety of factors, but I think the biggest piece is this stigma that comes along with foster care. Like if their parents ain't want them, why do somebody else want them? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or if their parents couldn't take care of them, clearly they must be the issue. So I don't want to deal with those kids or they come with too much baggage, right? Let me be honest. I got one son. And bro, that's more than enough. Like I said the same thing to my wife. <laughs> like bro, you want it done. Bro, it's it's crazy. But like, I mean, me and my brothers went in foster care together. So yeah. it was three of us. And so you can imagine the challenges that come along with that. And then you don't realize how trauma plays a role in your life. And as kids, we don't understand trauma. We just know normal. And so I talk about in the book. Uh, I didn't even realize what I was going through was like right. messed up because this was all I knew. And so mm. for me, I think that trauma piece builds into the to, builds into a lot of people's thoughts and uh, just prejudices about what it means to have a foster kid or to help foster kids or all of that. Um, and then for myself, man, in writing this book, and I know I'm a pastor, but this, I'm not saying this because I'm a pastor. The only way I really made it, bro, is God. Um, I remember I used to, it's funny, your dad and mom used to come send the, uh, the Super yeah. Kids bus right. all the way to the Camel Projects to get us. Like, And my mom, she didn't even know God. Like, she, she wanted people, I don't do God, F that stuff. Like, I ain't dealing with it. And so, but I couldn't wait to go to Super Kid. Like, I love that big bus ride. That was my getaway. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> right, so for right. me, my relationship with God, even when I didn't know, I went in foster care at four, right? And so I ain't even know how to like articulate it. But for me, that's what really helped me to get through. Because let's be real, it's only by the grace of God that any of us got to where we are. And so for me, it's okay. just, it's just like, it had to be God. And then my brothers, they went through the same mm -hmm. thing. They can tell their own story. But we turned out really different. You know what I'm saying? And so I often, through writing this, ask myself what was different. And one piece that I found in writing this story was that at all times, I was always with one of my brothers. But there were points in time mm -hmm. in their lives when they were by themselves. So I don't know what happened that caused them to choose a different road. Um, but I mean, I'm just grateful that yeah. God saw fit for me to make it this far. Dope. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I got a question for you. Here go the book right here. I, I read that joint, man, in one sitting. Um, <laughs> great book, man. And and um, the the thing about this book that I loved is that I can't relate to the adoption piece of it. I did grow up in in a great household where I had mom and dad, 
but some of the nuggets and the gems that you spoke to I think can resonate with anybody like some of your 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 advice that you give people just uh how to how to understand who you are and knowing who you are so that you can be who you're supposed to be for other people um with some of the gems and, and what I one of the uh, stories that you said in there was when you went to the Elks and you was talking about how somebody you didn't even know could tell that you was out of place. And it was so crazy because I had the same situation, man. My grandma had passed away in um, 2008. And um, maybe it was, yeah, 2008. And um, it was just a tough weekend. And I ended up going to a, a wide shoe icebreaker. And I'm in there, I'm already feeling nuts. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I ain't, this ain't my scene, but I'm in here. So it is right. what it is. And, and somebody that I knew from church, and I knew him, but he wasn't all the way in the church, but he knew me from church. So he came to me, like, man, what's up, man? What you doing here? I'm like, you know, I'm just here, you know what I'm saying, chilling. Like, he like, he like, yeah, nah, bro. Like, you know, this ain't, this ain't your scene. Like, I'm like, I'm like, bro, you, you right, bro. And it only took me like 20 minutes to be like, yo, all right, I'm out. He right, like, like I feel nuts, but um, I, I just can appreciate your your transparency. And, and my question to you is, um, out of this book, for people that that, that have not been through um, the 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 um, I may not have been through abuse and abandonment. What kind of uh, advice can you get to them if they may be searching for identity crisis? Yeah, I think. Or are they going through an identity crisis? Yeah. yeah, I think identity crisis is is unique because it's individualized, right? So all of us is unique to us. My identity crisis may not be what you're dealing with. Like some people, they they don't like that they fat. Some people can't wait to gain weight. You know what I'm saying? Or some people they yeah. don't like their name, or they don't like how tall they are, or whatever the case may be. But I think from an identity crisis perspective, I think the best thing we can do is genuinely learn who we are. Um, when you learn who you are, then you can love who you are. But if you don't know who you are, you loving something that you're making up or that you're fabricating. And for me personally, I ain't got time for that. Like I ain't got time to be wasting time. Does that make sense? So from an identity yeah. crisis perspective, I think, um, I think like I have friends I grew up with, like they stories totally different than me, but they wanted to be hood. And I'm like, bro, this ain't what you want. Like if you got a good family, like you said, Dennis, you got a good family, both parents, bro, that's okay. Like you don't have to be what you are, except what you are and who you are and how God has allowed you to get to this point in your life. And I think that's real important, especially for us uh, as black men and raising black men that's important because they're always trying to tell us who we are and who we should be, what we aren't. But you got to figure that out for yourself. And that'll help to free you from a lot of unnecessary expectations of folk and then just unnecessary burdens. Like some stuff you ain't got to go through if you know who you are, because you ain't trying to figure out, well, if I do this, what they going to, nah, I ain't got time for that. But now, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I done went through some things trying to figure out who I am. You know what I'm saying? So everybody has their own journey. I would just say, you know, figure out who you are. And in doing that, it's gonna take, you know, some some trial and error. You might, like Mike Mount mm -hmm. talking about, you know, baby boy, he, he, he hooping. Like, I hate basketball. All y'all love basketball. 
that ain't who I am. Like, bro, people ask me all the time, Pastor Graves, you sing? I don't sing. I said, but all my friends musically inclined. Like, that ain't <laughs> Like, yeah. that's just yeah, not yeah. me. And I'm cool with that. Right. And I ain't trying to force myself to be something that I'm not. And I think for young people in particular, they, they, they battle identity crisis when they feel they have to be something that they're not. Mm. But I, through this book, I really want to free people to be who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's real good, bro. Yeah. I like how you yeah. talk. I like how you said like some people feel like they like if everybody around them is good at something, they have to do the same thing. And I think even with with people who are good at stuff, like if you find your identity in what you're good at, you still don't know your true identity. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Down here in Atlanta, bro, there's so many rappers, bro. So many rappers. And everybody I come in contact with that's a rapper, like, that's all they talk about, bro. Like, that's their entire identity. And I'm like, yo, you got to know who you are outside of that, too. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Your identity can't be this because that's not going to last forever. Right. Like, we all learned that. We all did music, you know, except Alan, but she was in the Scars clique. So, you know, he was kind of an honorary, honorary member. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, you got to know who you are. And I think that starts with that foundation in Christ, bro. Yep. Like, I think it's, I think it's super mm-hmm. dope how you talked about super kids and how, like, even at a young age, like, they invested that, that foundation in Christ in you that mm-hmm. stuck with you even to this day. And now it's kind of coming back full circle because now you're a pastor, you're a youth pastor, right? Yep. <clears throat> Teaching sure. other kids and stealing that same foundation in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's the only way we could, like, break cycles, you know what I mean, is to get these kids while they're young. You know what I mean? Before they have to go through the trauma, before they have to like experience all all that and you know instill that foundation in them. So that's super dope, bro. Yo, Al, I got a I got a question because you dealt with something super important and dear to my heart in the book. You talked about grief and um, losing your father, and I just want to ask you, like, when you're when you're talking about grief, you said something really good about taking your time and not just rushing through the process and how you had to like take a step back from everything before you had to like move forward so like tell me about like what that process of grief was like for you specifically yeah so um i i talk about it like let me just be frank i'm not an emotional person like that's probably why i don't rap and sing like that ain't me you know what i'm saying like and so when my dad died Hold on, bro. you don't gotta be emotional to rap bro <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what I, mean? like, I gotta make these pages cry. You know what I'm saying? But like, that ain't me. That ain't me. Um, and yeah, so, yeah. And, and going through what I went through, I learned to cut off emotion. I learned to compartmentalize things and not deal with things. But when my dad died, the thing about it is, bro, I ain't had no choice but to deal with it because it ate me up. Like, bro. I lied to you not, bro. I was, I was like, bro, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I'm crying all day. Bro. Like, I'm losing it, bro. I felt like Britney Spears when she had that breakdown in the early 2000s. Like, bro, mm-hmm. I ain't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And here it is. My family is like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, bro, like, what you mean? We just lost <laughs> right. our dad. And they were like, yeah, we lost I'm the best wrong with we you. Know. And then one of my family members, y'all know I'm adopted. They was like, but I ain't even a real dad, bro. Like, what you tripping on? And I'm like, what? Like, y'all just saying dumb stuff. So for me, that grief piece was very important for me to share 
Because I think grief transcends just death, right? We can lose capacity. I mean, if COVID ain't taught us one thing, it's taught us that anything could be gone at any moment. And so yeah, I just wanted to really share my truth. And I think also that would help to free other people to recognize that grief is real. Um, and then the other piece is this. Some things, if you don't handle, you could get away with not handling. Something like that is going to tear you up. And so I know people think yeah. of the four stages of grief, boom, 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 boom. But grief don't work like that. It's intricate. And so it comes like waves. It comes and goes. Bro, I moved to Philadelphia the weekend my father died. Bro, that's crazy. I'm losing it. And then this this one really yeah. made me mad, bro. I applied to this master's program, did all this work going. And then I go in the class on Monday because I had to wait all weekend. And the, one of my classmates was like, you just couldn't make it, could you? <laughs> bro. Oh, bro. We oh, oh, man. Turned oh, man. Up. <laughs> I up. Like, bro. you don't know what I've been through this weekend, cuz. Bro, like. I'm like, dude. I'm like, actually, my dad died. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm praying for you. And so I'm like, nah, bro. Nah. I was like, nah. You couldn't drop at this school. You couldn't drop unless the professor signed the paperwork. So I waited all weekend wow. to get my paperwork. And I'm like, nah, I gotta, you know, get this filled out. And so I knew for me, in order for me to be well and do ministry and accomplish what I wanted to, I had to take that step back, right? It's like, I love to eat. And so if I pull something out the oven too quick, it might give me food poison. I might die, right? If I ain't careful. For me, I wanted to be my best self. So I had to take a step back, even when those closest to me didn't really agree with me or weren't supporting me. I knew what I had to do for me. So on that same topic, um, do you feel that taking that time was the most important thing, like to help you get through it? Because I remember losing my my father, but it was at a young age. And as you get older, you start to figure certain things out and it hits you a little different. Like, what do you think was, well, maybe the question is, what do you think was the most important thing to help you get through it? You know what I'm saying? Like, not just the grief aspect, but it's more to it than like, Mm-hmm. being sad feeling sad yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah i really had to bro it wasn't a sad thing for me bro i felt like i was losing my mind yeah. bro i felt like i was literally going crazy and so i called the funeral home and they was like we can get you some counseling bro i ain't gonna lie going up through foster care you have to go to counseling i hate dne to this day bro i spent so much time there i still remember my mm-hmm. case for my counselor brett he had his low ponytail, but I hate counseling to this day. <laughs> but I knew I had to make sure I was well because this is the thing we, we forget to understand. If you ain't right in one area, it's going to trickle down in other areas, right? And so I knew I had to get that extra help. And, I mean, I'm a pastor, right? I got to have faith. I got to trust God. He's going to make the way. But, bro, let's be real. I couldn't see it. I'm just being as frank as possible. And so I knew I needed that additional help. And then if if I can't be real with myself, what I'm experiencing, and I know I want to do ministry, how am I going to ask other people to do that or demand that of them and I'm not willing to do it myself? And so I think that piece for me was real important. Um, and it, it took a lot, man. I risked a lot. You know, I ain't know what was next. I lost everything, my scholarship, all of that. But God provided. Um, Thank, thank God he did, but for me, it was just, 
I knew what I had to do. Cause bro, I'm not about to be crying all day. Can't eat, can't sleep. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm weeping like I'm at a Taylor Swift concert driving in Philly, bro. That ain't good. I couldn't do it. And so I knew I what I had to do. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So, cause yeah. I feel like counseling gets stigmatized within like, I'm gonna be real, like within the black community. So like, if you, if you seek out counsel, they, oh, you, you know, you crazy, or you know, I'm just, you know, being real. So I think that's important to to hear that from you. You know, it's okay to go out there and get that additional help. It don't make you weird. It don't make you less than a man or anything. It actually makes you more of a man in my eyes because you realize you can't do it on your own. So for, for real, bro, like, like I'm happy you did that. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. As a counselor, I think it's super important to like take care of that mental health. And we do stigmatize counseling because we don't understand what it's like. But in everyday life, like when you go to the barbershop and you sit down in that chair and you start talking, like that's a form of counseling. Right. Like when you go to somebody, you sit down at a dinner table, you eat and then you're talking about your days. That's a part of counseling. Counseling is based on the relationship that you have with the person that you're going to see. And if you have a good relationship, you're more likely to open up. So it's like, mm. it's not this like scary thing where you're sitting in a, a chair and somebody's telling you that you're crazy or what you need to do. Right. It should be like you're building a relationship with mm-hmm. with people or in figuring out together like yeah. what the what you need to do. And sometimes you just got to talk out your thoughts and your feelings because we keep it inside and we let it eat us up. But if we just verbalize it then it it helps a lot to just get it off our chest yeah mm. so that's so that's yeah. good yeah. i got a i got another question so uh, i don't want to get too too deep into detail i want people to go get your book and really read, read your story um but but a question about your your journey uh, one of the things that you did mention is that um you 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 would go to school and see some of your other uh siblings and um I wanted to ask you, like, was there ever times that you would interact with them, and like, or, or or did you ever have in your heart like the 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 want to to form a relationship with them? Although you you guys have the same father and live different lives, did you ever want to have a relationship with them? Yeah, that's 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 a weird question, um, because it's a weird answer. Um, I always want to have a relationship with my brothers and sisters, right? Not necessarily my parents. That's just me. I feel like y'all could have done a better job. And then in co- trying to rekindle those relationships, I found it wasn't worth it because I ain't about to deal with unnecessary foolishness if I ain't yeah. got to. So for me, yeah. it's ironic. We were both considered special education in our school. I was in gifted. My brother was in SBH. And so we was in the same hallway. So, bro, we'd be in the bathroom together. Mm. Bro. We, I would see him like, bro, we, we ate lunch together. Like, if they let him get out the SBH, bro, it was, it was so weird. And then the, the piece that really bothered me more so, not just, I mean, we kids. I'm, I ain't dealing with, with no adult here. He ain't got nothing to do with this. He is like, bro, I'm riding the bus. I'm in foster care, and my dad is dropping him off at school. Like, ain't nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he coming to assemblies to see my brother 
and he ain't he i know he ain't there for me you know what i'm saying wow. and so yeah. for me that just like it tore me you know i want to be mad at my brother but then i'm like he ain't doing none of this and then it was my little brother though that's the crazy part yeah. so he looking up to me so i gotta kind of set a standard like bro you ain't do nothing to me um mm -hmm. so it, it's just weird i mean i don't know if i even answer your question and and i'll be nah, honest nah. I mean, you I'm still processing this stuff right and and the older you get you might think you can handle it better but bro some of this stuff i i touched on i had newfound insight right i'm grown so i could put two and two together whereas as a kid i didn't know what was going on. i'm like bro this is crazy like y'all really yeah. did this though and so for me um it was definitely challenging because i i found myself asking well why am i not worthy to have my dad care for me you know what i'm saying or yeah. why am i not worthy to be dropped off by my dad um those kinds of things but here's the thing i talked to my brother and they were struggling too like what i experienced that got me into foster care he was going in they just didn't take them and so would it have been best for me to go back probably not but i mean who don't want their dad you know what i'm right. saying who don't want to yeah. be the one who birthed them so it was just weird yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i could appreciate you your, your honesty 100 percent yeah, how do you feel now being a dad? Bro, I, I love being a dad, man. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It, bro. <laughs> bro, it's it's the craziest thing I've ever like done. Bro, I, I talk about it in the book. I just I wanted to be a dad. You know? Like I'll be honest, I wanted to be a dad even more than I wanted to be a husband. Right? And I know I'm a pastor. That's counterintuitive, but like, bro, I ain't. You did it in the right order, though. I, I tried, I tried it. but um, like, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to be a dad because I never had that. And then when I got a dad, my dad died. You know, and even before he died, I um, I lost him to Alzheimer's. He kind of lost his mind, and so I love being a dad, bro. Like, it's challenging, man. It's challenging. <laughs> And I, I'm 900 miles away from any any relative. So it's literally me, my wife, my son. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I take this role so seriously. And um, I mean, I love it. Like it's, it gives me so much pride and joy. And then the weird thing, we had this thing, like what are we gonna name him? And I'm like, I don't want no junior. Bro, when I saw that little boy, I said, that's bro. me. That's my <laughs> right. dude. Bro. You yeah, name yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was, I was like, she's like, well, what about the no? <laughs> no, this one, yeah, dude, that's me. That's me right there. It is weird. He's finally getting a personality and all that. I see so much of me in him, right? And so, what I've gone through makes me want to be a better father. But not just for me um, and my family, but also for those around me. So I've benefited from uh, Caleb's father, Dennis's father. You know, like I've benefited from community fathers, if you will. I've seen my dad be that in our community. And so I just don't want to limit being a good father to who I birth, but those who come into contact with. I just want to make an impact. That's that good. Makes sense. That's good. That's bro. good, bro. Yeah, bro. I feel like. 
after I had my kid, bro, I, I realized, I think I, I understood the love of God more than ever before, bro. Like, yeah. it was like a whole new revelation because I'm like, bro, I love this kid. It ain't even nothing that he can do to earn my love. Like, I just love him. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Whether he's a good athlete, whether he's right. musically inclined, like, I don't care. I don't yeah. care what he does. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to love him no matter what, even through the mistakes. Yeah. Um, And having my own son, bro, like, sometimes I look at stories like yours and I'm like, how do people do this? Like, how can you possibly just, like just not just have a kid and you know that's yours you know what i mean right. because as soon as that mm -hmm. kid comes out you look at him and you're like that's that's mine you know what i mean um that's what i'm saying I feel and like we were created for way. that we were <laughs> yeah. we were created for that you know what i mean and even reading your story and i'm not going to tell the story but you shared kind of like you share what your dad did to you or what your family members told you your dad did to you when you came home from the hospital Mm -hmm. And that kind of hurt my soul. I'm like, I could not imagine like right. yeah. doing that to a baby, yeah. just because I just because I refused to believe that he was mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But seeing you now and seeing you as a father, like that's that cycle that we talk about that that breaking that cycle. The generational. And yeah. it's people like you that are gonna make a difference in the world because you're breaking that cycle. You know what I mean? And you're investing in other other young men through your ministry that are gonna now grow up and know how to be fathers. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know, but I think father, like, men and, I'm actually reading uh, Tony Evans' book right now. I forget what it's called. It's, it's about being a man, though, basically, mm -hmm. like a kingdom man. Kingdom man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, great book. And it just, it's, it just talks about the importance of men in our culture, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, if men aren't, you know, we're created to be leaders of our family and leaders of our communities, so if we're not taking charge and, and we're not, you know, doing what we're supposed to do, then the whole community suffers. Yep. You know what I mean? So the only way to turn a community around um, is to, to raise up young men. And it's by doing that, we have to catch them early and instill those values in them, like you said, man. So And to call out some of these dudes that ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Facts, yes, like, bro. Like, you got to make it like, cool to be a father be, again, yeah, bro. Like, like yeah, make it cool. If you're not being a father, like, we can't make it cool that you're not seeing your kid. Like, you right. can't. Like, you can't. I mean, for me, I can't it's speak for everybody okay. else. Yeah. Like, if you can't be around me, if I know you got a kid, and I'm going to just sit here and be like, cool with it. Like, I'm going to ask you every single time. I'm going to make you uncomfortable. So, yeah. that's just how I am. Right. Yeah, yeah man. I got one more question, and we could, we could probably move on, and, you know, we could ask our last questions or whatever, but um, there was a part when you talked about in your book about, like, how you, when you realized, like, what true ministry was, like, you first went to Philly, and you found yourself, like, painting houses and, like, doing construction and stuff, and you were like, man, this ain't what I wanted to do, like, I wanted to <laughs> preach, I wanted to do this, but then you had a revelation of, like, mm -hmm. this is true ministry. Yeah. So I don't know, bro. I just want you to speak on that because I think that's so important, bro. Like I think that 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 just that revelation is something that so many people need to understand. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think that piece, bro. That was a hard lesson to learn. You know, some lessons is easy lessons, and others they rock us, bro. I almost got fired. Had to get my own way back for my <laughs> internship, bro. <laughs> me, I'll be honest. Me and the uh, director, we actually got in a fight. Wow. Like a fist fight, bro. Really? <laughs> bro. That's that Youngstown at you, bro. That's that, that Youngstown at desk and everything. Bro, they like, you out of here. And I'm like, I don't even care. Like, you know when I got to go. 
you know. <laughs> I think I think that piece is so important, um, especially in this day and age where people just seeking followers and prestige and trying to, um, I'm gonna call it what it is, prostitute their gifts mm-hmm. so they can get shine. I think that's ridiculous. Um, ministry is the nitty gritty work. If we look at Jesus Christ and what he did, bro, it wasn't cute. It was dirty. Like, and so here I was, I'm painting houses, I'm digging ditches, bro. I, I'm like, bro, bro, we in the summer in Philly, bro. And we in the hood, people getting shot down the street. And I'm like praying with these kids. Like, I'm, bro, it's crazy. And I'm like, but this is true ministry, you know? Like, and I think oftentimes we try to sanitize and make ministry something that it's not. But, you know, Jesus says what you do to the least of you do the same unto me. So for me, I'm always trying to figure out how can I best serve the least? How can I best minister to the least? How can I best, you know, equip the least? Because if we look at it, that's what Jesus was dealing with. He wasn't concerned about getting followers, photo shoots all of this stuff now he was trying to transform lives and sometimes that's dangerous work it's hard work and you might uh get messed up through it but that's all right if if, if god has truly called you to this i i tell people all the time you know uh if god calls you to this he will see you through it and people ask me well alan how have you gotten to where you got and i don't i don't really think i got nowhere but i mean god has been good to me but I'm like, bro, you just got to have a heart for what God has a heart for. Like, yeah, and, right. and God is yeah. always concerned with the oppression of people. So you've got to have a heart for transforming this world. Because that's what he did when he sent his son, Jesus, right? And so for me, I think that's important for young people to see. And, and I mean, especially these young cats, man, they get on my nerves. Like, <laughs> bro, they got flyers and all this stuff, but they, they ain't doing nothing. And they, they, they got 10 armor bears, but they won't even sweep the floor. <laughs> Somebody drop a crumb on the table. Yeah. Like, exactly. I ain't got time for that, bro. Man. I don't. So I just, I just want to present an accurate picture of what ministry actually mm. is, because you know, y'all dance with pastors like, y'all know, bro. Like, how many days you spent at the church taking care of stuff? How many sacrifices <laughs> go into it? Like, what the people yeah. don't see, you know, that piece is what ministry really is. Not the 5% you see when we on YouTube and Facebook. Facts. That's big facts. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that we was very it. well said. Go ahead, Mount. One more question. <clears throat> so, on this show, Alan, we, it's an ongoing debate. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to get your opinion on here. So you got three chips. Uh, Lay's barbecue, uh, Doritos, nacho cheese, and I guess I got to say salt and vinegar. Which one you eating, bro? This cat. Look bro, how you I'm, raised I'm, it, though. I'm going to be bad, bro, but look. Okay. I just pulled these out of my trash can. Oh, uh, then it- Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, boy. Hey, classics. Bro, you can't classics, boy. <laughs> That's wild, bro. Yes, sir. You don't even, you don't even go with the cool one. No, no, you got the Doritos. You had the Doritos. <laughs> bro, I just, I just ate those. I said, man, I need to eat something real quick. Bro, they stale. They expired yeah. last month, but I still, still ate them. them. <laughs> they still better <laughs> <be hard. laughs> 
in them layers. They still better than they still right. better than them salt and vinegars, though, right? Nah, bro, they're not even they're not even top five Fuck Dorito God. flavors. Bro, you uh, tripped, it wouldn't be no Dorito. <laughs> don't do that, Dorito, bro. You can't do that. They're not even top That's five. That's a fact. That's Doritos, a fact, bro. bro. When you go to the Mexican That's... restaurant, what you ask for? Chips? No, I want some nachos. I mean. <laughs> I hey, I mean, you sauce, know, hey. <laughs> I don't ask for Doritos. Hey, Nacho. hey, man, the man spoke, man. Nacho. The man spoke, bro. All right, so, all right. Another, barbecue, another point. barbecue still up. Barbecue still no, up. No, it's not. I don't know why you keep saying that. Me bro, that barbecue Aaron? chips is an old person chip. Like, you bro, eat them barbecue. at the family reunion. Thank you, bro. Nobody eats barbecue <laughs> chips. Like, but barbecue is meant to be on, like, ribs and chicken and brisket right. and stuff, bro. Not on potato chips. Like, no, bro. Y'all, y'all. Oh, man. You are wrong, man. You are wrong, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> Salt, Salt and vinegar, nah. It's the only way to go. It's the only way to go. Got hey, you. I just want to say, though, I just want to say, bro, that, you know, I know you my whole life, bro. From from Harden days, uh, we went to high school together. Um, your sister married, married into our family, and, and then we had the Scars movement, being doing ministry together. And bro, if I ain't never told you, bro, I just want to let you know I'm proud of you, dog. And and, and and the journey that you took, man, I believe that your story can can bless anybody, whether they been through what you've been through or 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 have not. But man, I just want to tell you I'm proud of you, bro. And the, and the, the man that you become, the pastor you are, the father you are, the husband you are, um, it, it it all came full circle. And I'm pretty sure that that uh, this this book is just um, some some fruit that's gonna gonna be eaten by a lot of people that's gonna be able to be nourished and and grow from that bro so yeah, i'm proud of you dog same Thank here bro. Bro. Let, me, let me get the round of applause for my guy man. Hey. <laughs> go to amazon pop the book um yes, sir yeah bro sure how can they follow you bro yeah Man, I'm old school. I'm just on Facebook, man. You can hit me up on Facebook, Alan Irizarry Graves. You can catch me on Amazon. Same name, Alan Irizarry Graves. My book is called A Quest for Belonging, Colon, Overcoming Abuse, Abandonment, and Identity Crisis. So I love for y'all to be blessed by it. Um, my email is on there. Y'all can hit me up if y'all really want to talk to me. I'm open to it. Again, my, my main concern, I'm not concerned with selling books. I just want to see lives transform, and I just think this is a medium to do it. So yeah. um, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to share with y'all. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for telling yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. Story. Sharing right. with us. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, bro. Yeah, so I, I know. Oh, I, one, one, one last thing. Ahead, bro. Oh, I wanted to say one last thing, bro, that, that, that was very unique about this book, bro. Is how short it was, and and I literally, bro, I probably read it in like an hour, and I thought about it. I'm like, man, this is genius because the attention span of people don't last long. Like, right. I was so in tune to the book. I'm like, man, I ain't even looking at, I ain't looking at my phone or nothing. And then I looked at my phone. I'm like, man, that was an hour that flew by. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But but I just got so much out of out of this hour that you know what I'm saying? You just hit people with it and and move on, bro. So yeah. that the shortness of the book was that a, a, a strategy that you wanted to go with, or you just yeah, it definitely just, was a strategy because I think you know we 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 try to give people the whole gospel, man. Now I just want to give you some nuggets that'll get you attached, searching for more. 
and then we'll go from yeah. there. And then I really wanted to write this, though I'm a pastor, I could have wrote a thousand page book and put a bunch of God stuff in it. But I wanted it to reach those who don't necessarily have a relationship with God. And so if, I don't know if y'all noticed, but it's, I talk about God because that's who I am and I'm nothing without God. But I'm intentional about making it as plain as possible so it can reach as many people as possible. And I also recognize right. not everyone going through what I went through even have a God consciousness, right? And so they may be turned off if I fill it up with um, language and reference to God. But, I mean, this is a seed that's being planted, and I allow God to do the nourishing. So I think the shortness of it was definitely intentional. It was planned. And I always leave a cliffhanger hoping that people want to read the next chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could appreciate that, especially for somebody yeah, like me, because I'm, I'm not a reader, bro. Like, I I get intimidated by long books. I ain't going to lie. Even this Tony Evans book, I'm like, this is about to take me three years to read this whole book. <laughs> um, but the shortness of it, it's an it's a easy read. It's not hard. Like, some stuff, you have to read the same page three times to, like, fully grasp it. It's kind of, like, right. straight to the point. Very easy read, um, but also very, like... I feel like you did a good job of like detailing your story, even in a short, you know, even in a short book. So um, definitely check it out, man. Even if y'all ain't big readers, like I'm not a big reader, um, but it's definitely a good book. Check it out. And uh, I know y'all will get something out of it, no matter what your story is. You know what I mean? Man. That was a great, great combo, bro. Um, We gonna keep you on for the rest, bro. We we just gonna, we just gonna, uh, we just gonna go off script for the rest of the joint, but I do want to get into a couple honesty awards, man. Y'all good with getting the honesty awards, man? Yeah, sure. Let's get it. Let's do it. You be repping. You everywhere. You out here in the mud. You know what I'm saying? You you brave, and I respect that, man. Keep winning. Yes, sir. So I just have one honesty award today I want to give out, and then I'll, I'll let y'all share if y'all have any. But um, so today the organization I work for is called uh, City Takers. I talk about it all the time on here. But we had an event today that I was supposed to be at before I realized I had COVID, um, and it was called <laughs> Warm Atlanta. And basically, um, we took donations throughout the past couple months. Um, people giving coats, scarves, hats, gloves. Pretty much anything that'll keep people on the streets warm. Blankets, um, socks. Um, And so what they did today, and what I was supposed to do today, was um, go out to like some of the areas where a lot of the homeless people live. Um, Because here in Atlanta, man, it's a huge, huge homeless population. And it's been pretty cold, actually. It's like in the 30s and 40s. So for Atlanta, that's cold. Um, But yeah, we, we, you know... We gathered everything we had throughout the week, and then today they went out and um and gave it to the to the homeless people living on the streets so that they can stay warm. So I want to shout out everybody who uh for one who donated, and then also everybody who who volunteered for that and went out, man, and, and the city takers team. So shout out to the Warm Atlanta crew. What's up? What's up? That's that true ministry we were just talking about too. Yeah. That dirty work. Yeah. Dirty work, man. That's what it's about. Anybody else got a honesty awards? Alan, we gave you one last week just to let you know. So man, I, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, uh, I got one for the unpopular guy, Governor Cuomo, depending on what side you want. But he was interviewing the um, CEO of Robinhood. I don't know if y'all know everything that was going on with that situation, but he pretty much called him out for taking all of the stocks that were booming off of the app and freezing them and saying that that wasn't his place to do that and that he was just trying to cover for the big guys and he was just like pretty much not letting them have it. He was like, these people are trying to invest yeah, and bro. get that's their the money point. up <laughs> and you're trying to block them and stop them from doing that. Like, that's not right. So... Shout out to him for yeah, sticking like, up to him. Whoa, people are making too much money. We got yeah, to take definitely. this down. Yeah. Like, man, what? Who was that that she said, though? Governor The what? problem is that everybody... Cuomo. 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 Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah the problem is that too many people, too many people are awake, bro. Right, bro. Too many, too, too many people are awake, man. The rich, the rich just been getting rich. And now the, the the people with less than are trying to get rich too, and, and, and they want to put a put a cap on it and and, and start and start to control things that that's that's not supposed to be controlled that way. And I think it's I think it's trash, bro. I'm really interested to see what the how this affects the stock market over the next couple of days. But it's been a wild week looking at it. Right. Yeah, bro. I feel like this Robinhood app has made it so accessible to people who would normally not invest, like people our age and like millennials. Like that's what they made it for. And now people are educating themselves and like understanding how to invest. Right. And just when we get started, they trying to pull it away from us. Like yep. that's it's crazy to me. But like I literally I texted y'all like two weeks ago, like y'all on Robinhood, right. y'all <laughs> investing. Like we literally just had this conversation. And then I'm, this I'm then all this stuff learning. just happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they get that that situated, man. Cause I'm I'm definitely trying to trying to get this money. Just trying to, <laughs> trying to eat, bro. Everybody <laughs> eats, be solidify the future, bro. Get that future yeah, solidified. We got anything else for honesty awards? No, nah, I don't got one today. Just, just keep it. It's all good. Keep it. Keep it brief today. Um, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. Carlin, you got unpopular opinions for us? I know you got something. I could, I could always have something, bro. All right, just, just off the top, what you got for it? Oh man, oh man, oh man. That's my opinion. Not again. Dang man, I was watching something where uh, a comedian was doing a versus, <laughs> like a versus battle with movies. Oh, movies. yeah, with movies. Oh, so yeah. he did uh, Eddie Murphy. Versus um, Jim Carrey, and bro, it wasn't even close. Bro. Like I don't like I for uh, Jim Carrey for the win or for the loss. He took a big L. Oh okay. But some of the stuff. Was oh, I can see that. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah. And so I think, bro. I mean, only yeah, only yeah, reason I, I would I, say I, Eddie Murphy, I, it would have been a decent matchup is because Eddie ain't really. What has he been in lately, though? Like the past, like I don't know. It ain't about lately, years. though, bro. Yeah, it ain't about but lately. It's about your body of work. But Jim bro, Jim Carrey got a body of work, though. Yeah, Jim Carrey definitely. I don't got know, a body bro. The Mads versus the Nutty Professor, bro. Yeah. He can run Nutty Professor four movies, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Eddie Murphy got yeah. great. Yeah, he, he, that's right. I forgot about the Nutty Professor. He definitely got some great ones. 
He do got. But he also ones. got like Daddy Day. He got life. Like that. Yeah. What's he gonna put up against <laughs> yeah, life? Yeah, yeah. What Jim Carrey movie putting against yeah. life? That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah, like he got coming to America. Like it's some tough drums. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. That's some tough drums out there, bro. He got some of the greatest. He got some of the greatest. I think I was just thinking quantity wise, like. 20 right. I can't even I don't know if I could even name 20 Eddie Murphy movies but that I don't know that I might be bro, Boomerang like he that got some classics boy that might be the next wave bro I feel like I like that like I like need to too. do more movie versus it's fine yeah. like, it's music no, versus it's no like performance to it though it's, it would be just like lining up your movies right like you can't play a whole you gotta play the movie you gotta play the whole movie 20 movies both people that would be a, bro, that's a whole week that would be bro a that's a whole battle, week bro. versus that'd be a 10 day battle as well bro. i do like the idea of it though yeah. i would like to see more of that yeah that ain't really uh, unpopular i like the versus thing man. who would y'all uh i was talking with some people about this because I I ain't gonna share what we doing, but who who would y'all like to see um in a in a CHH versus battle, Christian hip hop? Oh, mm. that's tough. Bro. Like you saying against each other? Yeah, yeah, against each other. Like what would be a, a good, good battle? I got one bro, that I could. Think the of. ultimate, the the only one I can really think of off the top of my head is Andy versus Lecrae. Yeah, like, that's I mean, the that's, only one I can think of. Yeah. That's the low hanging fruit one, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Bro. I I was thinking that's a good one, bro. I got I one. I don't know if I don't know if anybody matches up with Lecrae. Like Andy would be the maybe the closest, but he'd be the closest. Lecrae been around yeah, for years, bro, Lecrae, and he, he he's had hits in Jesus music, right? <laughs> Who you got, Dave? So if we had to like pick a pick a good matchup. Uh, I would like to see something like Flame and Triple E. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I had I had one similar. I was I was saying Flame and Truth. I feel like Flame they, and Truth would be. I feel like yeah, they popped off equal. at the same. Yeah. They popped off at the same era yeah. and kind of fell off at the same era too. Even though this last Flame EP that he just put out yesterday. I don't know if it's just because I'm on my CHH kick, but that joint was no, hard. It's I it. was loving it. Yeah, it's it, bro. If you go back to the last one, though, before this one, um, it's another one that he dropped in 2020. <clears throat> just as he he rapping the same way, just it's just theology, just like you said, wavy as it can be, bro. Like, wavy, you know bro. what I'm saying? I feel it's, like it's dope. The pockets, the pockets that Flame finds and the way he's able to put those words together, talking about theology... I feel like if Flame, if Flame mm-hmm. wanted to be like a secular rapper, he could be a, a crazy dope secular rapper, bro. Right. Because <laughs> right. if you could rap about the Bible and like straight deep theological topics, sanctification, and make it sound, like he yeah, right. make it sound <laughs> mad wavy and still have that relevant sound, like yeah. Hey, y'all know a fire yeah, one bro. I just thought about? Fizzle versus Derek Minor. Okay. Mm, I, like Derek, I think Derek takes that, but Dizzle got some bangers. Dizzle I think because they both bangers. got bangers, so I right. think that'll be a, a, a nice one. Something just for me though. Something I like. Yeah. I like yeah, I like that. I like that. Alan, you got I know you listen to some some Christian rap. Bro, I, like I, man, I don't be listening to nothing, bro. I be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to white noise trying to put my son to sleep. Yeah. But bro. I, I would say if don't I sleep had, on the white noise. You know, I would say, you know, I would think Lecrae and then uh, Truth 
you know. I, I like Truth. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite. Yeah, that's I a think, good one, though, bro. I think Craig. He's he more mainstream. So I mean, I I I think it would depend on what you what you uh basing the win off. Yeah. Of course, if it sells, yeah. it's no match. But I think people right. I think people sleep on the truth, man. Like. Before Lecrae was even out, like the truth right, was the kind truth of the face the of CHH, bro. Truth like right. he came on and and kind of took it to to a level that it wasn't at. Yeah, that would be a mm-hmm. good matchup for sure. I think truth. I think the difference between truth and Lecrae is that truth carried it more into the gospel, while Lecrae carried it and crossed over that hip hop boundary. And um, took it took it to to where truth was. I think truth was was taken in a good area, but there's only so far you're gonna go on the gospel side, and I think that's what's gonna separate the music and how much more music Lecrae was able to get out off mm-hmm. of that rise. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of great music came from from that crossover. So yeah, that's why popularity wise, I don't think nobody could really compete with Cray. Right. Like he he gonna win a popular vote against any any CHH artist he goes against. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, bro. One that I used to think like before versus like like one like B for battle I would want to see was like Swoop against Yavis. I don't know if it was like an Ohio thing, but seeing them go toe to toe. Yeah, I gotta go Swoop. Swoop Ace. Yavis is our guy though, bro. Yavis back in the day. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> can't sleep on them mixtapes, bro. Y'all, y'all right. put me on y'all though, bro. Y'all like I, I I knew about y'all from when he was young, young. Like when when he was young, like rapping as a kid. Cause just being around my cousins, they've been doing it forever, so. But y'all put me on Yav like older, like I'm like, all right, Yav, like I oh, ain't yeah, know you was like that. Like y'all was out here, bro. Yeah, he was nice. I never I'm liked nice. the zoo, nice. but me, I grew up in the jungle. That that uh, that zoo uh, freestyle, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was just nice. I, I think uh, after Swoop put out Wake Up, it's just kind of like that's just like Swoop took kinda, off. Kind of took off. Yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> Swoop definitely, definitely mm-hmm. took off. But back in the day, man, they was like neck yeah. and neck. If you did it like back in the day, it would have been yeah. a good matchup. Like the right. zoo, or was that the name? Was that the name of it? The zoo. That was the zoo. Yeah. Uh, Swoop's first oh, joint. Yeah. The zoo, mm-hmm. yeah. I think one that I would like to see also is a uh, Bizzle versus Ishan. Mm. Oh, I feel like that would be a tough mm. matchup. That's a good one. That would be, be crazy. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. Ishan the Israelite. Like, hey, hey, I got a, I got a question <laughs> for y'all, man. Hey, I got a question for y'all. I've been wanting to ask y'all this, man. Who the most, like, who do y'all think was the most, um, that had the highest ceiling to be successful in Christian rap if they didn't fall off? I got one in mind, but I would like to know from y'all. Like, you didn't fall off, like, going the opposite side, going secular, doing anything. Who, who y'all got up there? Let me start. So, so I don't know many. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Mace, bro. Pastor Mace. Pastor Mace. Yeah, okay. But for real though, I mean, he had he had the capacity, but he didn't know what he wanted to do. And going back and forth, you you people lose respect for you. you Yeah, that's a good point, bro. Mace could have came in on the CHH scene and been crazy. Like, I don't think. People know how lucrative that scene can be. Um, yeah. If you know, if you're on that stature, but 
Yo, D, what you, so, what you mean to sales, yeah. D? You talking you about ta- sales or just like like a rap? No, I'm rap. talking about like who who could be the best. Cause so, so I give y'all I give y'all who I got. And then I feel like I feel like John Gibbs would be the best the rapper same. in the I game right now if he didn't fall off, bro. No, it's Jay Givens. I think it's Jay Givens. Jay Givens. Yeah, to me, he the best them, yeah, that, that, that's he, a good he, he one. Cold, bro. I think cold. musically, though, I think musically, John Gibbs edges John Gibbs with his special, his bro. his creative his creative ability. Okay, I see you like, saying more like artists, crazy, not bro. more so like rap. I like, think John, yeah, I think John yeah, Gibbs was yeah. taking off, bro. Like, bro, and CHH, he took off quick, and then he just like, yeah, he just slowly became Fell more and more on, secular <laughs> until the, <laughs> until it got to a point where he was just all the way secular, like. But nah, yeah. John Gibbs was was great, bro. The um, that's the one I had in mind too. When you even posed that question, I'm like, oh, John Gibbs. Yeah. Okay, I see. You, you talk yeah. about artists. I thought you talk about just like best rapper. I mean, Jay oh, Gibbons nah, nah, cool. just just artists. Jay Gibbons was. Yeah, I, I go with y'all on Jay Gibbons then. If... Jay Gibbons was a little bit too uh too abstract for me, like to the point where it's like I couldn't even really get the message to what he was saying. Sometimes it was like he was so. It was dope, like the way he put words together, and he had a unique sound that I could appreciate. But I don't I, know. It I always kinda... felt like he was the Andre, like Andre three thousand mm-hmm. of like Christian rap. Like he was mm-hmm. so he had some different pockets. Yeah. Like I don't know, it's like an acquired I taste. I guess I can see it. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Huh? Don't, don't humble beast cats was different, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I was uh, I was watching something, bro, and like. KB was talking about how he's uh, cause you know I think he's with Sony now. Like he has a joint venture with them. He's That's not like thought. signed to them, but he's yeah. partnered. Yeah. Like HGA is partnered with Sony, and he was talking about how like Sony like I think some of these Christian rappers think they have to like water down their message to to get the popular like the popularity. You know what I mean? And I think people have also have the 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 conception that like the misconception that if you sign to a major label, they're going to make you water down the message. Mm-hmm. But he was like, bro, he mm-hmm. was like, if this Christian stuff is selling records, he said they told him this, like, if this Christian stuff is selling records, bro, keep doing it. Like, mm-hmm. without straight worship rap albums, like, if that, all they care about is the records being sold. And a right. joint venture, like, if you want a partnership, they just care about the money. So, they see the value. Yeah. Like, even the secular side sees the value is what I'm trying to say. So, a lot of these Christian rappers that think they have to, like, sound borderline like secular to sell records like fam you if you tap into the the chh fan base like you can go nuts like you better off doing that than trying to go separate like even john gibbs like john gibbs was going nuts in the chh scene one secular yeah. and i i can't imagine he's selling as many records as he was bro like i can't even i can't imagine that no, on the so. secular yeah. side yeah. Even when um, you saw him went, everywhere, you saw him everywhere yeah. when he hit the scene. Everything, everything featured on everything. On Even Island bringing up Mace, I'm like Mace could have came in the CHH scene and been had a lucrative career like in Christian rap if yeah. he wanted to. Right. He really could have. He had all the connections. It, it didn't matter. He could have changed. He had the game. money. He had the money yeah. too, bro. Like, yeah, he could have created the lane for real. Facts. Let me ask this question. I'm gonna switch it up. Who in the secular game, if they became, if they switched to CHH, would be at the top of the game? Artistically. Jay Z, say nah. Artistically, <laughs> oh, it'll be the same thing. It'll, I think, it'll be like Kendrick, artistically. Like, mm. 
just his style. Like people want something different, and I think he give you a different album every time you listen to it. So I I I, I can't agree. If we're talking CHAs, it would have to be Kendrick or Cole because of the content yeah. that would come yeah. with them. Right. They gonna right. bring like they bring in good content in the secular world. They gonna they will bring yeah. amazing content right. in yeah. the Christian world. Like. I agree because yeah. I, I, want, I wanted to say like Drake, but I feel like if Drake <laughs> turned CHH, we would have what we already have is a bunch right. of CHH rappers <laughs> trying to sound like Drake. Sound like, right. that, would, uh, right. that would be all exactly. it would be. I think, exactly. um, I think Kendrick too. I think, I think the old Kanye, like the, yep. the one that actually had bars, like if Kanye, right. like the Jesus yeah. Walks, the Jesus Walks Kanye, if he would have made like a whole album of that type of music, yeah. could have been the biggest because didn't 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 Kanye West win Christian Artist of the Year or something like that when he dropped Jesus Walks? I mean, yeah, like, but Jesus Walk got like Christian Christian Song of the Year or something. Yeah, gospel like song. Gospel. So crazy, won, I think Kanye won Gospel Artist Yo, of the Carly Year that year. Silly, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look up the awards. I'm gonna look up the awards that he won for Jesus yeah. Walks. <clears throat> Jesus That's Walks is a crazy hard song, bro. Like if Kanye Jesus Walks Christian, awards, bro. Well, Kanye did turn Christian, bro. Yeah, but I'm Christian. saying the I'm saying the old right, Kanye. <laughs> I want to see Kanye versus Lecrae in the verses, bro. Oh, that ain't fair, bro. We I don't know if we could even do that. <laughs> but Kanye can only play his Christian stuff, though, bro. Oh he can't yeah, play that's secular Le- stuff. Lecrae bro. is trashing him though. <laughs> right. He only got one album, and that album is Dookie. So right. <laughs> oh man. Now you got bars for us before we uh, wrap it up. Yeah, I got some bars. Let's get some bars, man. My mind warps and bends, slopes the wind, count to ten, meet the twin, Andre Ben, welcome to the lion's den. A red gen, no skin, many men comprehend. I extend myself, so you go out and tell a friend. Sin all depends on what you believe in. Before we even get to the bar, well, I guess we could say this for next week, the uh, the T.I. allegations. That might be a whole discussion, so we, yeah, we, we can might. wait on it, and we can see what new details come out. Yeah, let's say that next week. Yeah, we'll save it for next week. Oh, I told you. Alan, have, have you seen our uh, our rate the bars segment? Yeah. No. What what is it? So, right. Mal, go ahead, Mal. I'll let you explain it. So, so what we do is uh, I give them some bars, and uh, I got a, we got a grading system on here. So like for A is Andre level, and then B is Eshawn level, C is Snoop, but D is Trash Juice, and then F is Nick Cannon bars. <laughs> Nick Cannon, dog. So, like, I just, I just give, give to y'all the bars, what I, you know, and just see what y'all thinking. Okay. All right, give them to All you. Right. All right. Here we go. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground. Looking oh, yeah, like a fool oh, yeah. with your... Bro, bro. Hey, good job, Mo. Good job, Mo. That's how you come out, Mo. Right. You go right. It's so serious. Ten bands, honey bands, honey grand. We get it in. We going in. Hit, man. This guy's so sorry. All right, let's get to these bars, man. The worst bars, bro. Bro, don't don't be acting like Gigolo went to Smash in his day. <laughs> a Smash though. Hey, Gigolo was a Smash though, bro. You can't you can't hate on it. No, Gigolo was a Smash, bro. It was it, bro. It was a radio hit. Gigolo was Gigolo. Smash, bro. Nah, bro. Calling Gigolo a Smash. Is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. You cannot call it. You cannot say Nick Cannon had a Smash hit hip hop record. He had Smash, bro. That was crazy. Bro, that's the only one I can think of. 
<laughs> Said it was a smash. Hey, but he got Mariah though. He did. That's mm -hmm. about that's that's his best accomplishment. He getting paid. He got money too. Wild and out. Yeah, and wilding out. Yeah, can't can't forget wilding out. All right, what else you got, man? All right, give us, all right give so us. here we go. I give y'all some bars. He said, uh, "I got all this flavor on me, dripping like the culinary. Mix it up, it tastes sweet as cherry or blueberry. God bless. I was headed for the cemetery or the penitentiary." Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start with Carlin just because the face he made. So I want to see what he said. I'm man. I'm oh. I already know where you at. I'm gonna just go. I'm just go Snoop. Snoop. Okay. I'm gonna go Snoop. All right. Alan, where you at with it? I I say a low B, low B. <laughs> <I'll see. laughs> but I, I feel like I'm disrespecting Uncle Snoop if I give him that. So <laughs> I don't know. So you sound. So you sound. Like, so you said like a B. Hold so on. Yeah. Give me the. Give me the bars B, again. Low B, I think artistically though, I give him some credit for that. Gotcha. But. <laughs> I ain't fond of it. Carla, you need it again, Carla? Give me the bars again. I came out as a harsh critic. Oh, right, <laughs> Early, early. I got all this flavor on me dripping like the culinary. Mix it up. It tastes sweet as cherry or blueberry. God bless. I was headed for the cemetery or the penitentiary. Penitentiary. I, like I, I feel like I need to hear the flow of it, like, oh, in right. the song. But no, nah, it's yeah. cool. You, I mean, you did it. Who's so, next? Uh, Who's D, I see what D thinking. Hey man, we gonna have to go. It, it came in Eshan, but ended Snoop. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go Snoop, bro. Actually, <laughs> got, got worse as it went on. All right, so we got, I uh, think it was just to end it, like or the penitentiary. What happened with that, bro? Oh, he, and, uh, he said more, uh, and he said, "Yeah, venetary." Kicked out all my demons. Now I'm making history. Now God bless the boy eating rotisserie. All right, man. Okay. I've heard enough. <laughs> yeah, Snoop. I'm, bro, I'm gonna be honest, bro. I'm, I'm, I don't know who this is, but I don't want to disrespect them. But I'm borderline trash, trash juice, juice. bro. Like, it's not bad. It's not. It's not, it's not bad, but this is like I don't like when rappers just rhyme words just for the sake of rhyming words, but they have no correlation. Like yeah, you just it. saying blueberry, penitentiary, penitentiary. Like you just rhyming words for the sake of it, bro. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah, we'll yeah. go Snoop though. We'll go Snoop. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop. Like, yeah, I heard enough. I heard enough. One. It might Bring sound better with it. Yeah, he flowed on the track. That was Ty Brazel on how we coming with 1K Few. On the track, bars be trash. On the track, yeah, the track it sound good because he had the flow. But I'm listening. I'm like, yo, he ain't say one thing, bro. Like he ain't say nothing the whole time. Like strawberry or blueberry. I was like, so I had to bring this to the fellas. And then I got like his his pen game lacked. He got dope sound, but his pen game is kind of. Hey, bro. Man, somebody told me, or I watched something that said Snoop Dogg was bigger than Tupac in his day. That might be a conversation for another day. Uh, but, uh, it depends wish. who you ask him, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wasn't really around back can, then, bro. so I can't yeah. say. Because it ain't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know a... if any of us could really say. We Yo, was Brandon all... and Sean, let us know, man. Because we, we, <laughs> yeah, right. we, we, we all kind of got hip to Pac probably after he already, already passed. So yeah, that right. was like... 
that was like the right, thing. Like young. he was super popular because he died in the nineties. I wasn't really around when they were both like in their prime. I mean, I was like a baby. So, bro, we was like two and three. Yeah, bro. <laughs> right. I wasn't listening to Snoop at two. <laughs> Yo, imagine Pastor Al bumping yeah. Snoop <laughs> like in the car. We say like, nah. But I got these last one. These last one from my guys. And uh, he said, "Solo that I can see under the skirt of an ant. Solo that I don't get hot no more when I just run no more. I just go hint." <laughs> hey Mouth. What's up, yeah? Did y'all hear that? Because my, my computer froze. Can you say the whole thing again? Right. It, yeah, I heard my computer it. was tripping. Alright, he says solo that I can see under the skirt of an ant. Solo that I don't get hot no more. When I geronimo, I just go hant. I go what? I just go hant. You know, when you jump off the <laughs> when you jump off the mountain, you you spell geronimo, but like oh, he, yeah. he, <laughs> so. so okay. Alright, I ain't mad at that. Y'all know what you thinking, bro. All right, give it to me one more time. Solo that I could yeah, see I want, the skirt of an ant. Solo that I could see under the skirt of an ant. The, the name of the song is called Solo. Yeah. So solo that I could see under the skirt of an ant. Solo that I don't get high no more when I Geronimo, I just go ant. Like, you not, he already low. Bro, the, the fact ground. that he rhymed ant with the, <laughs> with the scheme. <laughs> you gotta give him credit for it, bro. I actually like yeah. that a little bit. I'm gonna give it Eshawn. I kind of like that. All right, I'm gonna go with Alan. What you thinking, bro? Bro, I like it now that you done said it 10 times, but if I just heard it, all that would have <laughs> went over my head. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go Uncle Snoop, though. Okay. Okay. Beta, where you at, bro? Bro, I know where the bar come from, so yeah. I feel disrespect for yeah. not saying Andre. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you, you at that level? I, like I know that bar, too. I'm that Andre. All right. D, where you at, bro? I mean, I'm I'm in the B range with it, man. Eshan, bro. Ooh, y'all wanna know? Y'all wanna know? Uh, yeah. So I, I gotta do it too now, since it's a split. Well, we, we got two Eshan, two one Eshan, Snoop, and, and one. Oh, so Eshan Andre, won. So I guess Eshan wins. Yeah. Oh, Eshan. Yeah. But once y'all hear who it is, push yeah, down like the gas. I accelerate. Feel I made it on my own. My grind got me here alone. Lying to myself, my basic instinct like Sharon Stone. You brought me out of Egypt. Now my money right, I'm eating. I'm relieved. I'ma need that's my morning evenings and yeah, my weekends. Yeah. He did it on that uh, Frank Ocean, that solo, solo. week prize. Yeah, mm. he went crazy. All right, that's disrespectful as the mud, bro. bro. I, 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 I'm sorry. My bad. here ain't disrespectful. I mean, not even though Andre is one of the greatest. <laughs> everything he raps don't gotta be. <laughs> Yo, Every the, single bar don't gotta be A level. Right. The, the Thanks, only reason I give it A level is because right? it was no yeah. drums on there. Who finds that pocket on that on well just a piano? Like yeah. you know, normally you could play off the right. hi hat or something. He just went like yeah. just crazy. He, made, he made it himself. Yeah, yeah like mm. Andre was, is one of them that even even if what he's saying ain't like super crazy, the way he says he it, it is yeah. always always yeah. gives it to the next level right. so even hearing it without him yeah. saying it is like it's it's b-level which is crazy but right. hearing it on the track is probably i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that i know yeah, i've heard it he crazy with this man like that pocket was different but the lyrics is like you said it is like a i think it's like ishan but on the track it's crazy to have yeah. no drums nothing to help you find the pocket it's crazy it's it's yeah. Andre on a Frank album, like it's just it's just art. Like I don't know how to just explain it. <laughs> What's some good bars today, Mount? Yeah, bro, I like it. I like the bars, man. I told you I got I got them hey, in a tuck for y'all, man. I got them in a tuck for my guys. Now I ain't letting y'all down, man.
Yeah, see, like I said, you gotta just go to the end. So. Hey, okay. guys, I, I, I was gonna bring this, I was gonna hit y'all up earlier this week, man, but I had went back to, uh, I don't know if, I think it was Carlin, it was like, uh, the mission, what, what, or maybe it was Mo asking what album was better, documentary, or who had more hits, documentary or, what was it, uh, Ross, uh, Ross. Port of Miami? Uh, Port of Miami. Port of Hey man, that documentary was too much, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way too much. But wait, wait, it's, I, to me, it depends on what we talking about. If we talking about full albums, the documentary was definitely better. But yeah. I mean, and even hit wise, but Port of Miami has some smashes, bro. Like it did, it did. push it. It did. Um, what else was on there? I can't even. I can't even think right now. I just, I just think that that what Carlin said that the time frame is what made the documentary even crazier, bro. Like dreams was on there, hated right. or love it was on there. Like the time, like you got to think about the time and the wave of, of when the game hit, when he was with Fifty and them and Dre, all that was going crazy. Mm-hmm. When Ross hit. Ross hit the scene hard, but it wasn't a wave. I don't think it was a wave like that G Unit wave, though, bro. No, it wasn't. Like, a that wave, was a moment but, in history. But if we bro. talking smashes, bro, we we talking about push it. He had hustling, blow, hustling, boss. Um, I mean those those four alone are some of the biggest. Records. It was hard, but do, but then you do got to think about this though. You got to be honest though. Some of them songs are samples of the next song. What you mean? Like, like some of those samples, like hustling, and then like, uh, what was the other one? Hustle real hard, hustle. Yeah. Them is just all the same songs, just kind of just with they with a different vibe. So they all went crazy. I man. just feel like I just feel like the completion of documentary would <laughs> would edge it though. Yeah. But I just wanted. To, I was thinking dreams. about that earlier. Hater Love It was definitely one of the yeah. biggest songs ever at that time. How We Do, yeah. Put You On The Game. Yeah. He definitely had some joints. I ain't gonna lie. It's a good matchup, though. He had that joint running with Tony yeah. Yayo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just wanted to do the Tony Yayo dance. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he had some, some joints. He had some joints. Um, hey, before we get off, man, I got an Under The Radar artist for y'all. Okay. It's okay. a uh, it's a CHH artist. Y'all know I I've been on my CHH kick. I'm still uh still fasting from secular music right now. Um it's a female artist. Her name is AI the Anomaly. Um I think she signed a young uh how about to say young, young money? money? God over money. <laughs> young money. Young money artist. She signed a God over money. Um so yeah, check her out. Let me see. I don't know if, if it's still catching the mic, but She's she's dope. Y'all hear this? She's a lyrical. Hey, God over money bro. be having hey God over money be having some talent, boy. Yeah. 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 She's dope. I just got some talent, dog. So that's my that's my under the radar artist, man. Check her out. If y'all get a chance. AI yeah. the anomaly. Hey, I, don't I like her name too. I think that's yeah. fire. It's gonna catch you. That name yeah. gonna catch you. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We we about ready to wrap it up. Hey Dennis. 
Yeah. Tell them where the followers, bro. Let them know, man. Man, you, you, hey, hey, hey. If they don't know, they about to know. You know what I'm saying? You can follow us on everything, you know, man. Catch us at Honest, the number two God pod. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We on YouTube now. We, uh, if you want to listen to us, Spotify. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Apple, there, Google, there, we we out here. You know what I'm saying? We we appreciate y'all. Um, keep keep giving us that feedback, man. Shout out to Ryan Thompson, man. This is that's our our that for sure is my favorite listener because he keep us with the with right. the feedback. But, <laughs> right, right. But yeah, man, check us out, man. And Island, man, give them give them your stuff one more time, bro, and tell me where they can find their book at. Man, yes, sir. A quest for belonging, overcoming abuse, abandonment, and identity crisis. Find it on Amazon, as well as you can find me on Facebook, Alan Irizarry Graves. And I look forward to y'all just reaching out to me. And uh, thanks for having me again, y'all. I appreciate y'all. And yeah, you could tell Alan the pastor. He hit him with the three point. You know, the three <laughs> <laughs> not even trying though. Just off right, the top. Right, not even trying. That's just it is what it we is. Got three points off before we close. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> what I ain't yeah. no bars like y'all, but I, I, I can put three points together with. Yeah. If it was a preacher, you killing all of us. If it was a preaching competition. <laughs> Nah, man. Again, we proud of you, bro. Thanks, bro. Congrats on the book, man. Super happy for you. Make sure y'all get the book. I know for me, I just, I just uh, typed his name in Amazon, and the book popped right up. If you just type in Alan Arizari Graves, it'll pop right up. But also leave a leave a review on there, man. After y'all read it, um, I know that helps kind of build the build the notoriety of it and helps more people Mm -hmm. see it. So, and share it on social media. Yes, sir. Check yeah, on y'all yeah. strong friends. Right. Check on y'all parents, man. Okay. You never know, you know, with this COVID going on, people stuck in the house. Definitely. It's just, you know, just call. Caleb, we praying you you and your family get better, bro. That Definitely. COVID ain't no joke. Yeah. Man, you ain't lying, yeah, bro. Sure. I appreciate mm-hmm. that, man. I'm good right now. The hardest thing about it is is uh, everybody in the house being sick. And then my son kind of being the only one healthy is like but we yeah. kind of got to keep our distance but at the same time we can't you can't keep your distance from your kids so. Yo, he right. probably going crazy <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right, right. So that's that's the biggest right. struggle right now i think the good thing is that you you come in you you got it i mean you ain't have it while your wife was down and now she getting better and you gonna be down right. for a little right. bit so it like worked out perfect for y'all i right, hit him with that tag yeah. team right there yeah man yeah yeah, cause that little dude wore me out, bro. Love y'all too, man. Honest to God, let me hit the outro. We out. End broadcast.